0: Hello ladies and gentlemen I'm Mr Plinkett a non-copyrighted character hosting so you think you can It this time who are you people
1: Mr Plinkett what are you doing in our office
0: I'm not I'm on Zoomer call the brand new technology that allows us to communicate through a pandemic do
1: you not use Discord, no, like any I don't know person? what that
0: is.
1: Well, why, why are you calling us?
0: I don't know. My grandkid came in and did it for me, or maybe that was the VCR repair guy. I don't know. He said, are, are the there, we're, we're, no, all right, I'm done with that voice. I don't know how that man can do that for hours at
1: a time. Hello, hello, hello! Well, hello. Now that Mister Plinkett is off and uh, hopefully getting his VCR uh, fixed, um, hopefully, <laughs> uh, we uh, Kai is here once again. Uh, Jake, J- Jake is is getting back from vacation, but I think he's gone to work at this point. Um, Michael is AFK as always, which is yep. fine. It's all good. We've got the we've got the three man band here.
0: And today we have a special follow-up to our Gamer Girl Sunday episode. Instead of being, yeah. uh, two girls being with each other, we have a random Japanese common Rider with our Japanese schoolgirl from two totally different intellectual properties, Common Rider Kiva with Rosario Vampire.
1: Yes, and I will give some background on Kiva, uh, to, uh, Kai, um, and the audience, me and Matt haven't watched it, but I do know a little bit about it. Uh, basically, um, the main character, his name is Watsuru Kuranai, and he is half fangire, and human fangires are basically like vampire monsters, and using a like anthropomorphic robot bat, he transforms into Common Rider Kiva to fight the, the fangires, and that's basically all I know about Kiva. I've heard that people don't really like it. But as I've mentioned before, Common Rider fans are dumb and I don't believe them. So uh thoughts on thoughts on that when we get get around to it. We still have Yeah, yeah, we won't get to Kiva for a couple months still.
0: Probably a year Sounds to be badass. honest. Yeah, they're usually pretty cool. Uh, as a quick aside about the Common Rider fan tastes, I don't think Common Rider fans are safe. I think they are a danger to all good written fictional <laughs> anything. They need to be locked up. They're fucking insane.
1: I have I have never found a list written by a Common Rider fan of like best characters, like best characters, best suits, best shows that I've agreed with. Even when they pulled like the like. Even polls from Japan itself, I'm like, I don't, I don't agree. I don't believe you.
0: Yeah. Somebody put Gaim at the bottom of his list, which is one of the best Kaiman writer Ka- man Kaiman writer, Kaiman Ryder, as uh, I am assuming Saban would have referred to it in the board meetings trying to acquire that property.
1: As uh, Butch Hartman once said, Common Ghost Rider, or Da- Do- or De- <laughs> <laughs> Uh All right,
0: I don't want to explain every little joke we just made. That's going to take like 20 minutes at the minimum. Let's get into it.
1: Our, all right, so this is by a guy named Dr. Uh, common Writer Chrome PhD. I don't believe that he's an actual doctor. Uh, he's written more stories than I think is humanly possible. I don't know where he found... The, the strength to write like twenty different stories that are all hundred thousand words but he did. Okay, this one is they're
0: more than a hundred thousand words. The one that we're reading today, the full length is 360,000 words.
1: Yeah and I, that's I, I... not
0: even close to his longest one.
1: Yeah I was I was generalizing. I was saying 20 that are at least a hundred plus. And that's my yeah. estimate because I didn't look for all of but them. But
0: he's also got one here that's 1.5 million words. Oh my god what? Yeah it's,
2: I don't even this? think I've spoken that many words in my entire life, let alone written them.
0: Bet not with that attitude.
1: <laughs> not with that attitude.
0: God, what the f- this man, this individual, this inhuman machine writes probably every day, thousands of words every day.
2: Maybe he's an AI.
0: That's possible. <laughs> we'll have to see. All right. So, we've got today. Rosario plus Kiva or Rosario to Kiva, to meaning and in Japanese. So just Rosario and Kiva. Do you want to read the summary, Sergio, or
1: should I? Uh, I I I will. And I just I googled um, how many how many words do you speak in a year? And I did find one person estimated that a person speaks 860 uh, million words in a lifetime. So you definitely could speak a million in your life. Yeah. I don't no. know up to this point,
2: but I haven't gotten there yet.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
2: We'll
1: <laughs> see. Alright, Rosario to Vampire and Common Rider Kiva Crossover. A 16 year old Wateru Kuranai attends Yokai Academy and makes new friends, enemies, and discovers the secret of his heritage while also falling in love in the process. Break the chains of destiny. Wake up. The final chapter is now up after four long years. A happy fourth anniversary, of RK. Before his anniversary, of RK. I don't know who RK is. Or it might—it was probably Rosario de Kiva, because this looks like it's his most popular fan fiction. It's got 792 favorites. It's 685 reviews. I guess that's like all the Rosario Vampire fans. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah. Actually, it, if it, I it go is, to the reviews, it is... there's one guy. Who reviewed like 30 times.
1: Oh so. uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. That is. There, there are there are 55 Common Rider and Rosario Vampire Cross. So I'm assuming me. that a lot of writer there are a lot of writer fans who <clears throat> also double as Rosario Vampire fans.
0: I don't think there are real Rosario Vampire fans. There are enjoyers of Rosario and Vampire.
1: There's one in Spanish. I was expecting at least one of these to be in J- Japanese, although I've never seen a fanfiction written in Japanese. I don't think this is a,
0: a Japanese viewable website. At le- the very least, nobody who's Japanese goes to this website with any consistency. I think they use a different website entirely.
1: Pro- pro- there's probably a Japanese fanfiction on that that we we won't. Uh, we if if there is, we should find it and Google Translate the page and try to read something that from it.
0: Gr- that would be great. Anyways should i
1: narrate uh uh you shall narrate um i don't I don't know what what characters we need who would like to be kiva wataru himself i can based all right kai, kai will be wataru well, and i will be, uh, play whoever girl, comes mocha. up yes i will be mocha because you're and, the president uh, girl
0: i can be the asshole saizo uh, I don't think there's any other guys that even show up in the first chapter. I don't think there's any other named characters. No, no, there is one. There's a teacher, Nekonomo-sensei. Do you want to do that, Kai? Or should Sergio?
2: I'll, I'll do it, I guess.
0: Sounds good. You gotta release your inner big-titty-cat teacher lady.
2: <laughs> I'll try my best.
0: Unleash it, Let her All All right. <clears throat> Disclaimer written by ZK Chrome Jagazoid and Ten Face Paladin, the characters don't belong to us. Episode 1 Destiny's Play. The immediate area looked to be desolate and barren. The only kind of vegetation around was the scraggly trees and some moss that grew on them. The sky was murky and foreboding, offering no comfort. The most terrifying thing in this scenery was the almost obscene amount of tombstones that were littering the grounds. Of course, that meant little to the young man who was walking through this scenery in a school uniform. The young man was sixteen and wearing the standard academy clothing. However, he also had on a thick coat, scarf, medical mask, safety goggles, and a snow cap. All this just made him look like a person with an ailment rather than a student, however. Still, this was a new place for the young man, and so he it hoped he could make a when, fresh start. Uh,
1: yeah? Sorry, it, remind, it reminds me of Spongebob when he was like, when he had the suns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I was just thinking of, like, pandemic. Like, it's normal for him to be wearing a medical mask and walking around. Come on. Yep,
0: pretty standard. <clears throat> While he hoped he could make a fresh start, old habits were hard for him to get rid of. <clears throat> Goral. Watch out. He heard, and he turned to see a girl coming towards him on a bicycle. He was frozen in fear and unable to move out of the way. (laughs) Crash. Itai. Oh, Oh, no. Itai? No. Oh,
1: no.
2: What?
0: He wrote the Japanese phrases in.
2: We've got a
1: we've got Yo, a. Jank this is the, this on is, our this is the TV of
0: fanfiction.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the true COVID writer experiences. Fan Summers leaving the Japanese words in. <laughs> Just according to Keikaku. All
0: right. <clears throat> Author's note: Itai is a Japanese term for saying "ouch" or "owie." The girl groaned, and then she found herself lying on top of the young man. Shaking the stars out of her head, she managed to get back up onto her knees. Looking to see who she hit, she saw the young man, who looked like he might b- Suffering from a cold. <laughs> oh,
1: man! <laughs> what does that mean? What does Gomen mean? <laughs> mm, translators sorry. note,
0: Gomen means, I'm sorry. Oh, the young man God. remained silent.
1: Is something wrong?
0: The young man immediately went to his bag in search of something. He rummaged around in the bag before he pulled out a notebook and then flipped through the pages. He showed a page to her, which had the words
2: It's okay.
0: Written on it. The young man dared not to look at, didn't dared not to look at her. I think he means did not dare to look at her. She was just so beautiful. She had lovely pink hair and green eyes, and he looked plain and unusual to her. Pretty much everyone he met thought he was weird. Suddenly, he felt her hands on his face, and he blushed at the contact.
2: What are you doing?"
0: "Uh oh."
1: "Oh, uh, you smell nice,"
0: she said. Oh, scully. He wanted to tell her to stop, but the medical mask was in the way, and he was too stunned to flip through his notebook for an appropriate response. She slowly pulled off his scarf and leaned in to bite him. He jerked and flailed a bit, and she removed herself from him. Amazingly, he didn't make a single sound.
1: Go, man, I was just so hungry. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to introduce myself.
0: (laughs) All right, hold on. Somebody else narrate this paragraph. I have to blow my nose. Sergio.
1: Uh... She stood up and said, My name is Mocha Akashia. What's your name? Mocha watched as he tried to flip through his notebook. She kneeled down and asked, Are you sick? He refused to look her in the eye. Maybe a bit of fresh air would help. She reached over to him, and he wondered if this girl had any idea what personal space meant. He couldn't stop her either, as she insisted, despite the feeble struggles that he made. She pulled off his safety goggles and medical mask before removing the snow cap. It was... Her turn to blush. Wow, you're so cute," she said bluntly. The young man before
0: her had short brown hair and matching eyes. Thank you for reading that, by the way. he was a bit.
1: Also, it took me it took me a second to realize what that meant. Like, would you be? I I I assure you that both your eyes look exactly the same. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He was a bit on the pale side and looked quite nervous. Still, she was right that he was cute. He began to panic when he realized he had no more protection, but Mocha calmed him down.
1: It's okay, nothing will hurt you here, may I know your name? Wataru.
0: He finally said once he calmed down.
2: Wataru, could I?
1: Hello, Wataru-kun.
0: Mocha smiled, and after both got back up to their feet, Wataru and Mocha began walking towards their destination again, Nervously looking at the beautiful girl beside him, Wataru noticed that she was wearing a uniform very similar to his, save for the fact that it was, of course, meant for girls.
1: Oh my and god. Ano? Oh my god. Is this, is this another Japanese yep. word? Yep. Yeah, it's yep. like um.
0: Ano is like um. Uh, uh-huh. You don't, you can just say um or uh these are fine don't English. say it it dates you and it culturally positions you uh, uh whatever yes. whatever i'm not even going to fucking focus on it anymore it's probably going to first another published in
2: 2012 though it's okay simpler times i know <laughs> oh,
0: what a time it used to be <clears throat> she spoke shyly to which
2: wait oh. what is that what uh, uh
0: y- no yes no wait what that, that was wateru who said oh no
2: i think it's me yeah oh what <laughs> what the fuck oh okay no, no, i no, thought it was no, her no. wait no no, no it it it's her
1: yeah Otto, she, she... <laughs> spoke childly. oh no. uh yes question mark she uh i smiled
0: she thought that Wataru, being so shy, was just too adorable. Still, she waited for him to make his question.
1: No, no, I think that was supposed to be yeah, Wataru.
2: They fucked
0: up. Yeah, it was supposed to be Wataru who said "ano," oh, and then Mocha says yes because he's trying to ask her a question.
2: Okay, I'll just I'll say it now. <laughs> ano. Thank are you, time traveling Wataru. Going to Yōkai Academy too?
0: He asked slowly. Yes. She smiled.
1: Are you a new student there too?
0: Wataru nodded. He still kept his eyes trained on anything besides Mocha's face. Hopefully. Not her tits, please. <laughs>
1: you he would just he's start... looking at her <laughs>
0: He would just start blushing if he looked at her.
1: That's great. She cheered. You want to be friends? I don't know anyone here and it's a little intimidating to be by myself. I...
2: Ah, uh, um, I <laughs> know. Uh, Stop fucking.
0: Stop. You <laughs> <years. sighs> I was going to ignore it until he used the English term for uh and uh. <laughs> un- what is this? It's janglish. It's, it's jang- janglish. Janglish. Japenglish. Inganese. <laughs> I like
2: Inganese.
0: <laughs> Inganese. This girl really knew how to drop a bombshell on a poor guy like him. He struggled for the right words used to bring his notebooks for such things.
2: Um, I would like that.
0: Yay! Mocha cheered as she hugged Wataru's arm. The young man blushed like a tomato at the closeness and the feeling of her chest against his arm. Sergio?
1: Thank you, wataru I'm so relieved, but...
0: Eh? And... Wondered Wataru. Mocha seemed to be so down all of a sudden. Being depressed really didn't suit her face.
1: I guess you know that I'm a vampire already. She admitted. Do you like vampires? Um. He gulped.
2: I've never met a vampire before, but I like you.
0: Mocha blinked at the shy admission before she smiled brightly. She then hugged Wataru's arm even tighter, making the young man blush even brighter. Wataru just had to ponder what other crazy things were going to happen at Yokai Academy.
2: I like the rhyme there. That was good.
0: That was pretty nice. Pretty nice. (laughs) Even
2: tighter, even brighter.
0: Although, uh, this is is weird. I don't know what, what to even call this so far. How do we feel so far?
1: It's weird. I, I, I think I think it's actually it's kinda not, well yeah. written. It's yeah. pretty decent.
0: It's, Aside from the 2012 fanfic Ano, <laughs> Gomen Ita. It's, 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 yeah, he
1: he definitely should have proofread this one thing and it has some awkward prose.
0: Yes. Wataru had lost Mocha during the entrance ceremony, but he got over it. Finding his classroom was very easy. He had quickly discovered that people weren't as quick to poke fun at him if he didn't look like a terminal illness patient. Still, no one really went out of their way to talk to him. That was fine by the shy young man. He was used to having no one to talk to. Entering his classroom, he picked out a desk that was out of the way so no one would seek him out for anything. As more and more students filed in, an older woman wearing bright clothes and glasses entered the room with a wave. She was a pretty woman with short blonde hair and what looked like cat ears on her head. Waving lazily behind her, a yellow furred tail was connected to her. Wataru had to admit that she was very cute, even if he didn't say so aloud.
2: I'm ready to channel my inner cat girl. Do it! <laughs> Do it! <clears throat> Welcome, everyone, to Yokai Academy.
0: Nice. She cheered, bringing equal cheers from the students in the classroom.
2: I'll be your homeroom teacher, Miss Shizuka Nekonome.
0: Wataru remained quiet through the cheering. He had to admit that it was nice that the school seemed like such a nice place. The scenery could use a little bit of work, but the people didn't seem to be too bad.
2: Now, as I'm sure you're all aware,
0: Miss Nekonome continued, drawing a pointer.
2: This school is a school for monsters.
0: That was nothing new to Wataru. He had entered the school fully expecting this. He had been warned about it when the school was offered to him as an option. His guardians had also warned him about the nature of most monsters and how they preyed on humans. If Wataru had wanted to go to Yokai Academy, he would have to keep his human ancestry hidden. It wasn't as if he hated his father, but a lot of people would discriminate against him because of his human blood. Well... Uh, he's got better parents than Skune did, that's for sure. Yes! Just fucking, wow! Random school! Okay, Sergio, there's some context here that you're missing. In the actual canon of Rosario and Vampire, Skune, a normal Japanese human kid, gets sent to a monster school because his parents didn't fucking read the pamphlet. They were just like, Uh wow, prestigious school, for free? Hell yes! literally just send him off it's a boarding school too like he doesn't come back home at the end of every day he's just that that kid's fucking gone at 15 uh, for
2: free for free
0: <laughs> free at least he has both parents that's a rarity yes <clears throat> all right please oh, continue yeah, it's
2: me okay so like it or not humans around the world
0: ms nekonome continued
2: That means we monsters have to learn to coexist with them. That is the mission of our school, peaceful coexistence with the humans. That brings us to rule number one.
0: The caddy teacher continued.
2: You will retain your human appearance at all times.
0: Watru felt a wave of relief at that announcement. Even though he wasn't completely human, he wasn't Fangir enough to have a form of his own. He could only give off Fangir tribal markings when his emotions ran high, and that was rare since he was so shy. Now, he didn't have to worry about students forcing him to show his true form. Maybe he might be able to fit into school after all.
2: Does everyone understand this?
0: <laughs> she continued seriously.
2: This is our first key to survival among the humans. To practice the art of disguise, please do not revela your true nature, even to your fellow students. But can't we just eat all the
0: humans, ma'am? asked one of the students. He had long brown hair that reached. Oh no! We have a fucking anime watcher! No Chad blonde hair Saizo, only brown hair cuck Saizo. Very sad. Ugh,
2: disgusting.
0: He had his long brown hair that reached his neck and some piercings on his face.
2: I could start with all the
0: (laughs) cute girls. Watru was surprised when he heard this. This sounded like something a Fangir would say. He slowly turned his head to see. Is that racist for him to say? That sounded like something a Fangir.
1: it's the it's the built-in common writer chud detector. He's he's a (laughs) chud detected.
0: He looked at the student who was smirking while licking his lips. It reminded him far too much of some of the fan gears he'd. Okay, this is definitely racist. It's reminding him of the fan gears he's met in the past. Yeah. Damn, bro. I can't believe we have racial uh. discrimination in common. Well,
1: well, well, I, I mean, being that a common writer's job is to genocide the monster group of the season, then yeah, he's allowed to be a little racist. Okay. Oh,
0: wow. Sure. Okay. I mean, Anyways. he's not entirely
1: wrong.
2: It's that just... sounds bad. That <laughs> sounds like being canceled on Twitter.com.
1: Except, I mean, when they're all when they're all bloodthirsty monsters that are trying to destroy the world, can anyone really blame you? Yeah, true.
0: Some of them anyway. look like they eat they eat poop, so I guess that's fair. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
2: Maybe it is fair then.
0: All right, Miss Nikonome.
2: That's just silly. She sighed. You don't have to worry about humans here, though. All of the faculty and fellow students are monsters just like you. This school exists behind a special barrier, so no humans have ever seen it. Well, seen it and lived.
0: Wataru shivered at that. He was lucky he had some fun gear blood in him, or else he might be in some very serious trouble. As it was, just having human blood might cause some ripples among the staff and students. Suddenly, a sliding sound that went with the opening of the door went off. It cut off the rather grim conversation. This is Mocha. I'm again. sorry. A familiar voice to apologized.
1: I got lost in the halls after the welcoming ceremony, and sorry I'm late. That's okay.
0: She smiled, Ms. Nekonome smiled reassuringly.
2: Just take an empty seat anywhere.
0: Stepping into the classroom, Wataru immediately recognized the beautiful mocha Akashiya. He blushed again while all the male students in the room began to gape at her beauty. Every time I read the word gape because of Nick, <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of things I don't want to think about.
2: <laughs> I don't understand.
0: So Nick, Nick is a friend of ours. I'm not sure you've met Nick, actually, Kai. Um, He has a very, (laughs) he has a very crude sense of humor. And the word gape in relation to Nick would make him laugh too, because he, (laughs) whatever. We can (laughs) get into
2: it later. Tell me later. Balls.
0: Fucking, fucking and sucking. That's the long and short of it.
1: I can tell you that our balls don't gape as an owner of (laughs) balls. (laughs) Okay.
0: (sighs) The way she walked down the aisles of desks made her look almost like a model walking down the strip. She certainly had the face and figure for such an occupation if she wanted to. Who is that? One boy gasped.
2: The silky hair. The beautiful ass.
0: Added another.
2: That can't be a disguise.
0: A third gasped.
2: She's two, two. Right, the
0: kind of three. One, two, three. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: The general why, why, male why populace you, of the room cheered. Why appeared. did you hold that for so long? Why didn't why not? you? I <laughs> should how fast or slow you're going to say that.
0: Who the fuck cares? They're a bunch of dumbasses at school. Oh, oh, They're...
1: Also, this is big breasted boobly energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mocha seemed to be a little surprised at how the entire classroom seemed to be reacting to her entry. It didn't even occur to her that she was roundly that beautiful. Still, she continued down the aisle toward an empty desk. As she got closer, she noticed a familiar head of hair. Hmm? She blinked, leaning close. She managed to peek at the blushing face of the boy who owned the head of hair.
2: Wataru-kun? Hi, Moka-san.
0: Wataru mumbled shyly.
1: It is you, (laughs) Wataru-kun.
0: Mocha cheered happily. Lunging forward, she wrapped her arms around the young man, making him blush an atomic red. That's not that a sounds color.
1: That's dangerous.
0: It's got a we're in the same reaction. classroom,
1: isn't it great?
0: Wataru was too busy blushing to really answer. Even if he did, he didn't have much of a breath to do it. Mocha was squeezing him too tightly. As the reunion was going on, the other students in the room were making their own comments. <sighs> <sighs> Who's that guy?
2: How does he rate a hug from her? How does a weirdo like that know her?
0: Obviously the males in the room weren't happy at how Mocha was being so friendly with Wataru. Saizo was also giving Mocha a... Lecherous look as well. He'd just found his target. The guy was of no consequence and would be collateral damage anyway. Oh yeah... I forgot about this part of Rosario Vampire. This is kind of weird, but we'll get to it in just a minute when class had ended. Mocha had immediately wanted to explore Yokai Academy, not having much else to do and being too shy to turn mocha down. Wataru had become her exploring buddy. Most of the time had been the poor boy getting had most of the time had been the poor boy getting dragged around by the excitable vampire. Wow, she smiled.
1: The main halls are so clean, neat. Um, yeah.
0: Wataru mumbled, "You think you think Watcher's a little intimidated by how much of a dumbass she is right now?" Probably. <laughs> wow! They clean the hallways.
2: What is she, Owen Wilson?
0: Wow! When did <laughs> you expect them to not clean the fucking hallways? You dumb idiot! <laughs>
1: is this again. in character for Mocha?
0: yeah she's yeah. kind of a dumbass,
1: okay yeah, she's a bimbo that's like her she's a, her energy
0: so the backstory for her is she used to be ultra psycho bitch, and then her dad was like, mm-mm, nope, not gonna have that anymore. So then he took a Rosari, rosario, put it on her on her collar, and then turned his daughter into like a pink haired bimbo who just walks all over the place being happy and innocent. And then uh, if the Rosario comes off, Psycho Bitch comes back out and starts kicking some ass. Alright. While Mocha was taking in all the sights in the school with sparkling eyes and a happy smile, Wataru had noticed the people around them. Males were all stopping and staring at Mocha as she went past them. It was obvious that they were lusting after her from the way they stared.
2: Whoa. What a babe. I've Cut. got a dater.
0: <laughs> Who's the guy with her? Who
2: cares? If he gets in my way, he's dinner.
0: Imagine saying that to somebody. <laughs> if you get in my way, I'm going <laughs> to eat you. That's the level of dumbass chuddly the people at the school are. <laughs> Wataru shivered as he heard the subtle threats against him. He really didn't want this to be his high school life. Being friends with Mocha was good since she was really nice. Still, being ostracized because of who he was friends with wasn't something he wanted to go through. He had enough of that going through elementary school.
1: How do you like Yokai Academy so far, Wataru-kun?
0: Mocha asked as they stopped by a vending machine. She got herself a can of tomato juice while he got some nice and cold iced tea. Been great," he said shyly. He really couldn't lie to her, but he could tell her
1: that much. "That's good," she smiled. "I think we're both going to have a lot of fun here. Don't you think so?" Um. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> of all the words, I
1: don't, why? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we've never seen Kiva, so maybe that's just a character quirk.
0: But like. Sergio, he's Japanese. He would just say that normally. Yeah, that's true. uh,
2: uh,
0: It stings. Anyways, he nodded. Smiling, Wataru and Mocha headed out to explore even more of the school. Wataru was amazed at how much energy Mocha had. If he was alone, he could have gone back to back. He would have gone back home long before now. When he thought of it, the arms monsters would probably be wondering where he was back at Castle Doran. These words are meaningless to me because I haven't watched Common Rider Key. Oh, uh,
1: here, here I, I I, will provide some backstory to this. So Wataru is kind of like the prince of the Fangiers, and he has these three bl- butlers that are known as the arms monsters because they transform into different... Because, like, they have monster forms, but then they can transform into different, like, uh, different weapons. limb-themed weapons for him to use, and oh. Castle Doran is like this half-dragon, half-castle thing that they ride around in. Huh. That's pretty cool.
0: That sounds like a bit of a rip-off from Deno. <laughs> Having a big well, no, or something.
1: It... Well, Deno was after Kiva, so, so r- rip-off. <laughs> rip-off of the previous season.
0: Oh, damn. When he thought of it, the arm. Okay, yeah, I read that. He rarely stayed out after school, despite what Ramon tried to do to convince him otherwise. Walking along the school hallways again, Mocha and Wataru were subjugated to the. Lost aid. stairs of the males in the general vicinity. Mocha was again oblivious to the looks, but Wataru was all too aware of who they were aimed at. Turning a corner, the pair of new friends were suddenly cut off by a taller student, one who Wataru could remember had a taste for humans. Hey, babe, Sizo said as he leaned <laughs> against the wall with his arms crossed and looking at Mocha. Mocha, is she right? Man, looks like I'm not the only guy who thinks you're cute. Um, thanks. She nodded. Who are you? Uh, name's Saizo, the boy introduced with a grin. I'm one of your classmates.
1: Oh, um, good to meet you, I suppose. I'm
0: sure. By the way, Saizo grinned before he reached out and suddenly grabbed Watadu by the lapel of his jacket. Mocha gasped in shock while Watadu struggled with the other teen's strength. Why is a girl like you, hanging out with a complete, wimp like this? Before Mocha could try and ask Sizo to let her friend go, the taller boy suddenly began to cringe in pain. Looking over at his hand, He saw that Wataru was gripping his wrist and digging his fingers into the soft part of his flesh. Looking in annoyance at the shorter boy, he saw his appearance had changed slightly. Weird stained glass markings had appeared on his face, and he was frowning. This was Wataru's other side, known as Kuranai.
2: You do well to let me down.
0: Kuranai frowned, putting more pressure on Saizo's wrist. (sighs) (sighs) Tch. Are we really? Oh my, whatever. I think that
2: that's in there. <laughs> Saizo
0: snorted as he released Kurunai, who landed on his feet. Anyway, Saizo frowned as he gritted his teeth. He leaned in close to Mocha, who could practically feel the leer in his eyes. What do you say we ditch this loser and find some real nice spots in this school? Um... Mocha stepped back, not liking the way Saizo was looking at her when Kuronai stepped in.
2: I suggest you leave,
0: Kuronai commanded. Saizo sneered. Saizo drew his fist and then punched a nearby wall, forming a crater in it. The walls of Yokai Academy were thick, so there was only so much Saizo could do in his human form. Say that again, wimp. Kurenai smirked, further enraging Saizo. He then went over and punched another wall. This also made a crater, which was shaped unusually like a bat. Kurenai snapped his fingers, and the wall crumbled. Before anybody could react, he grabbed Moka's hand and led her quickly away. Finally coming to a stop in a smaller hall where they were alone, Kurenai released Moka's hand and leaned against a wall. Taking a breath, the markings faded from his face. Now Wataru was back in control. He hated it when he got that way. Usually he made a spectacle of something. The arms monsters said he acted a little like his father Otoya that way. Your voice barely picked up, and I think that's funnier that way. Mocha sighed in relief.
1: That was amazing, wataru kun. I'd never thought you'd be so strong. (laughs)
2: <laughs> this is, i don't like doing it but i do this is, like how he was treating you
0: this is peak uncanny valley because we're combining english ums with japanese arigatos when we've already used ano.
1: and thank you i'm pretty sure
0: yeah you're right
1: <laughs> i'm surprised we haven't seen atachi
0: we're going to see one. Don't worry. It'll happen, I'm sure.
1: Why no Ohio?
2: <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs>
1: Go ahead, Serge. Uh, but we're both. Uh, uh, bo- or... Both okay, thanks to you. Thank She's... you. Um...
0: Wataru blushed brightly. He was happy for the compliment, but his usual shyness was still there. Alright, do we want to finish this chapter? Because we're only halfway done. Uh,
2: yeah, why not?
0: Okay. Uh, Let's see. Fuck. Okay, there we go. Wataru and Mocha had finally exited the school and were heading up to the dorms. Wataru lived off campus, but Mocha still wanted to explore. Again... His shy nature was preventing him from saying no. At the moment, they were walking up another path that was littered with creepy tires, tombstones, and old bones. To help pass the time, Mocha began asking Wataru about himself.
1: Wataru-kun, before you came to Yokai Academy, did you go to school in the human world?
0: She asked. Since Wataru acted more like a human than a monster, she assumed he had lived in the human world at some point. Yes, I did. He told her. It had been a bit lonely for him back then, too.
1: Human schools are the worst, aren't they? She asked Wataru. I used to go to school in the human world up till now, but then the other students thought I was weird, so I never made any friends.
0: Wataru knew what that was like. He was both weird and shy, so nobody approached him to be friends, and his talents with a violin further ostracized himself from them, since they thought he was stuck up. He really wanted to be friends, but he wasn't assertive enough. His life in school had been lonely as well. That wasn't you, you like bumbled that like I want to keep that in that way. That was so funny. Wait, what? It's unlike you went. Mm-hmm. Because of oh. the weird audio. But I think that's better. <laughs> he agreed. Yeah, he did have at least one friend before. A girl named Shizuka. He wondered how she was right now.
1: That's why I hate humans.
0: She confessed. Wataru's world came crashing around him as he paled.
2: moka Mokasan, do you really hate humans?
0: He asked carefully. What's wrong? She asked. You look
2: pale, Kun.
0: She reached out to him, but he backed away, averting his eyes.
2: No matter what, I'll never belong anywhere. I can never really fit in. He said. watara what are you talking about?
0: Now Moka was really beginning to worry.
2: Moka-san, what if I told you I was half-human?
0: He said to her. She but gasped. You can't, but you can't be. I mean... Her words were caught in her throat. She just said she hated humans.
2: My father was human, he said. I guess it was too much to ask for you to actually be friends with a half-human freak like me. Goodbye, Mokasan.
0: He then ran off, leaving the only friend he had in the entire school.
1: Watserucone
0: she cried out. All right, that was a little that was a little goofy. A little a little yeah. contrived.
1: Little
2: melodrama for a little
0: us. melodramatic Although not too dissimilar to the original Rosario vampire.
2: Yes. That was practically all...
0: This has all practically been word for word, save for the fact that Watru can fucking punch walls and shit. Yes. Watru was walking aimlessly with his hands in his pockets. He knew it was just a matter of time before he had to leave. He was neither a monster nor human. Maybe it would be better if he just left. His only friend in the school said she hated humans, so what were the chances for someone like him who was half human?
1: Oh, it's the bat. Who wants to be the bat? I, 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 I will be
0: Kivot. A voice spoke, and a figure resembling a cartoonish mechanical bat flapped down towards the boy. It was mainly black and gold. Its head and face made up its body with pointed ears, clawed feet wings and red eyes. Its fangs were also sharp. This was Kivatbat Kivatbat
1: the Third. Are you really thinking of leaving?
2: I don't know, Kivat. He sighed. Am I doomed to be friendless?
1: Ah, no one is doomed to such a fate. Kivat answered. Only the truly wretched are destined for such things. You are one of the farthest from that.
2: But she hates me now. He sighed. She hates humans, so she's going to hate me because of my father. Daddy issues.
0: Daddy issues. Sergio? Oh, he's muted. I'll take over. I heard that part, Kivat nodded. But she's only had bad experiences with humans. Can you blame her? Well. Watadou mumbled. His tiny friend had a good point about that. Of course you can't, Kivat continued. Besides, you didn't even give her a chance to explain. You just ran off. Yes, I- thank you, Kivat. <laughs> He's a pussy bitch.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to hear her say the words.
0: I didn't hear her want to he say the word. Fucking water. <laughs> he sighed sadly. Are you sure she would say them? Asked Kivat. He fluttered over to rest on Wataru's shoulder before patting him on the back with his wing. Trust me on this, Wataru. I know women, and Moka-chan is a very kind soul. If you two talk things out, then I'm sure your friendship will be as strong as ever. Think so? He smiled. Have I ever been wrong? Kivat grinned.
2: Well...
0: Wataru pondered as he recalled numerous incidents in the past. Oi! Kivat huffed using another Japanese word for no reason. I hate it. I love it.
1: What do you hate?
0: Japanese words the- being constantly used in an English written yeah. fan fiction by somebody who's never lived in Japan and just watches anime and tokusatsu shit from Japan. Nothing big. <clears throat> Mocha was walking, sadly, in the forest, alone once again. She'd just driven off her only friend in the entire school because she said she hated humans. She never even suspected that he was even half-human, but his blood did have an interesting flavor. She shook her head. She needed to find him and apologize. She heard rustling behind and spun around expectantly. Oh. Are you free to do it, sir? Where are we at? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, so where are we at? So, control f she heard rustling behind.
1: She says,
0: yep. Sorry, babe. Saizo grinned ferally. Oh, no, he's gone feral! It's just (laughs) you and me now. Alone. Watru walked through the forest, back towards the school. After talking with Kivat, he decided it was time to face Mocha. Maybe he could give her a chance to explain herself and, suddenly, he heard a shrill scream. Wataru's eyes snapped wide open.
2: Mokasan! san
0: Saizo had assumed his true form. An orc. And he looked hungry in more ways than one. He was a hulking creature with thick veins and bumps running all over his skin. His teeth were razor sharp and his tongue was longer than before. And all, he looked like the real definition of a monster. Don't worry, babe said Saizo sleazily. They'll enjoy it. A rock hit his head and he turned, annoyed, to look at who'd thrown it. It was that freaky kid again.
2: Get away from Mocha-san!
0: Wataru demanded. Stray him, kid! Saizo shouted at Wataru. Sergio. Joe?
1: Mocha? What? What? Wataru kun? <laughs>
0: Complicated dialogue.
2: <laughs> You're trying to hurt Moka san,
0: said Wataru angrily. His eyes took on a different light now.
2: I can't forgive you.
0: Oh, yeah, and what are you gonna do about it? sneered Saizo.
2: Kivat!
0: Shouted Wataru, and suddenly, a golden black mechanical bat floated down and flapped around Wataru's head.
1: Okay, oh, Wataru. Kivata oh. yikaze!
0: Wataru caught Kivat in his hand and pressed him against his free hand. Yabu? Sergio. <laughs> <Sushio. laughs>
1: the, the Japanese uh, that transformation announcement sounds can't better this than this fucking Of all the things to not be Japanese!
0: announced Kivat as he bit down on Wateru's hand, allowing stained glass tribal markings to up- marking to appear on the young man's skin. Moka watched curiously, as did Saizo. Ghostly chains magically appeared around Wateru's waist and wrapped around it before melting and becoming a blood-red belt. The belt had slots holding ornate whistles on the sides, six in total. Wateru then thrust Kivat forward, shouting,
1: God, that was the weakest, most uh, robot y henchman I've ever heard in my entire life. I love it. It's better Keep it when in. I
2: don't turn into a robot. Uh.
0: Before attaching Kivat to a perch on the front of the belt, leaving him hanging upside down, Wataru strode forward and was instantly covered in Quicksilver that morphed and shattered to reveal his new form. He was clad in a full, black bodysuit. The torso armor looked like a silver vest with a high collar and a blood-red chestplate, which mimicked muscles. His shoulder armor resembled folded bat wings that were held to the armor by thin chains. He wore red, armored gloves, and his wrists sported silver bracelets. His right leg was covered with a silver iron boot that reached his knee and was wrapped tightly with chains as if to hold something back. The left leg was unarmored, save for a silver bracelet around the ankle. His head was covered with a black helmet with the visor shaped like a pair of yellow bat wings edged in red. Between the top points of the wings was a red ornament resembling the head of a bat. The mouthguard was silver and framed by black fangs. Wataru had transformed into Kiva! Saizo was taken by surprise by the sudden change, and Kiva tackled into him. They both stumbled along the ground as Mocha watched. Wataru-kun! That's, that's the third line where she's only said wataru <laughs> She cried, and she ran to follow the fight. While Saizo was powerful in his true form, Kiva wasn't exactly a pushover either. He was able to dodge all of Saizo's punches before retaliating with punch of his own that forced Saizo backwards. He then used a snap kick to hit Saizo between the legs before grabbing the orc's hair and pulling his head down into his knee. This sent Saizo reeling.
1: Wait, wait, guys, is this... Is this, what the, is this, is this the, the, the mythical, well-written fight scene? It's been so long. Oh my it's, god. It's been so long. Oh my god, it's real. It's beautiful. It's real. watsuru
0: Mocha <laughs> cried when she arrived, and Kiva was momentarily distracted. Saizo took advantage of this and slashed at Kiva across the chest, sending sparks flying. Oh my god, he's even putting in the tokusatsu oh sparks. Oh my gosh. Kiva cried out in pain and was sent flying by a brutal haymaker that sent him skidding along the ground and into a tree. He crashed violently, that. and Mocha kneeled next to him to check him for injuries, but was really quite hard to tell with the armor of his.
1: watru are you alright?
2: She asked. Oh, okay. oh Mocha-san, go, Kiva, get oh. out of here.
1: No! no that- I'm not leaving you. Even if you're half-human, you're still my friend. I could never hate you.
2: And you're my friend, too. That's why I can't let you get hurt.
1: Oh, How
0: sweet, said Sizo mockingly. Looks like I have to kill you both. What a waste. I wanted to have one go at Mocha before I had to kill her. Kiva's rage grew, and he reached up for something to support himself when his hand grabbed onto Mocha's Rosario. With an accidental tug, he wrenched it from her. Huh? Kiva blinked as he stared dumbly at the silver cross in his hand. He only had time to hear Mocha gasp before her entire body was enveloped in light. While he couldn't see what was happening to Mocha very well, he could sense it keenly. That well of power she had within her, which he had felt was restricted, had now broken loose. The inhuman power was moving like a river through her body. As his eyes began to get accustomed to the light, he saw that the sheer amount of power was making Moka's physical appearance change as well. Her pink hair turned silver right before his eyes. Her skin seemed to become paler as the power continued to flow. The nails on her fingers became pointed, looking like they could shred things. Her fangs became more pronounced, while her eyes turned to crimson, slitted red. Kiva could only stare at Mocha after her transformation. She looked radically different, almost like an entirely different person. She looked more sensual than before. She exuded a kind of sexuality that would make men drop to their knees. But Kiva could feel the danger which was underneath it. This girl was dangerous. Impossible. Oh no, that's Kivat. Never mind.
1: Impossible. Those crimson eyes. That silver hair and incredible demonic aura. Shouted Kivat. Wataru, she's an S-class monster. True vampire.
0: Oh my god! Keith, that's the fucking anecdote bat from Rosario Vampire 2!
2: <laughs>
0: that's genius! This is genius! <laughs> I can't believe it! okay sergio for quick reference there's this this there's this dumb fucking little bat that like says oh my god it's an extra super double class monster and it's got this backstory and holy shit this author made key that that bat that's that's fucking genius that's actually really that, that's clever bravo Kiva blinked at the words describing his friend. He knew she was a vampire, but to hear that she was so powerful, that was something new to him. Getting up, he saw Mocha opening her eyes and taking in the armored form of Kiva.
1: Impressive.
0: She smiled.
1: I did not expect to find one such as you here.
0: Kiva remained silent before he turned back to Saizo. The orc was shocked at seeing the new mocha, but his courage was returning. He was clenching his fists as he raided himself to execute another attack. Seeing this, Kiva stepped forward and took a fighting stance. Chuckling softly, mocha stepped beside her armored friend.
1: I think you mean mocha Saba? Yes,
0: (laughs) mocha-sama.
1: Chivalry noted, but I am not some china glass statue.
0: She smirked.
1: I can take this low-class nobody myself. Oi!
0: Kivat shouted as he fluttered off Kiva's belt and next to Mocha's face, Moka-sama's face.
1: We called this fight first. He's ours. Sorry,
0: Sergio. You're gonna I, talk am to the, I am not the. I am
1: I am not the type to sit back and wait.
0: Moka-sama retorted.
1: I am not. I will not stop you from assisting, but you both had better keep up. Heh.
0: <laughs> Kivat snorted as he returned to his perch.
1: You'll be the one who will struggle to keep up with us. We shall see.
0: Moka sama smirked. Saizo swung his fist at Moka, who caught it in her hand. Saizo's eyes widened in surprise. Oh my god! <laughs> it's here too! <laughs> he. She turned on her eel, her eel, her heels, and threw him over her shoulder and through several trees.
1: Oh. Uh, oh. Sorry, that's Kai. Wow,
0: said Kiva in awe. Moka-sama proclaimed,
1: You dare lay a hand on me? I don't give a damn if you're a fucking
0: vampire bitch. I'll kill you! Saizo roared. Kiva grew enraged at what Saizo had called Mocha. Reaching to the right side of his belt, he pulled out a transparent whistle with red bat wings incorporated into the design. Mocha watched curiously and with deep interest as Kiva placed the wake up whistle into Kivat's mouth. Kivat flew off his perch and around Kiva, blowing into the instrument with a call of Wake up! The sky turned pitch black as a crescent moon rose high in the air. Mokasama could sense Kiva's power rising, so she decided that it was time to finish this fight. Saizo dashed straight for them, ready to gut them.
1: Know your place,
0: shouted Mokasama as she leapt into the air, followed by Kiva. Kivat flew around the armored right boot and shattered the chains, freeing the demonic red bat wings from its confines and revealing the red layer underneath and the three glowing green gems along Kiva's leg. The two then dropped down on Saizo and smashed him with their kicks. Saizo was sent flying, far away, screaming. Both Kiva and Mokasama landed on their feet as Mokasama turned to regard Kiva. The broken chains from his boot flew at him and binded the red wings of his boot tightly. With the immediate crisis dealt with, Kiva was able to look at his transformed friend. She was even more beautiful now than when she was wearing her rosario. Where the other Moka was gentle and cute, Mokasama sama was dangerous and sensual. Mokasama sama picked up the rosario that lay on the ground and stood up, stood up to Kiva. Her presence was intimidating to say the least, but Kiva didn't find himself afraid. Likewise, Kiva's armor may have been the stuff of nightwares, but Mokasama sama did not feel anything remotely connected to fear.
1: You're an interesting one, Wataru Kuranai," said Mokasama. sama or do you go by a different name in this form? It's Kiva. Kiva said to her. Kiva? Where had she heard that name before? Where are you? Who, what are you exactly? I know you're half human, but what is the other half? It's personal.
0: Kiva answered simply. Hmm,
1: very well.
0: Mokasama nodded.
1: Just be sure to watch over my other side while I sleep. I can't be out here all the time.
0: With a single motion, the Rosario was attached back onto the chain Moka-sama wore. In a flash of light, Moka's power was brought back into her body. Her eyes drooped shut as they returned to their original shade. Her hair likewise returned to its normal pink shade. Stumbling forward, Kiva caught her in his arms. As he managed to her steady managed to keep her steady, Kivat removed himself and released the armor. His body turned silver before returning back to normal with the ghostly chains vanishing into his body.
2: "Mokasan,"
0: he called to her.
2: "Wake up, Mokasan."
0: Moka's eyes fluttered open.
2: "Thank goodness you're
0: Wataru-kun." Moka cried out loudly as she hugged him tight, surprising him.
1: "I'm so sorry about what I said, I really am. I'm so sorry for running off before I heard you out."
0: replied Wataru, returning the hug. Kivat watched with a smile. She then asked Wataru.
1: Wataru-kun, who are you really?
0: Wataru exchanged looks with Kivat. She'd seen his armored form. If she wanted answers, now would be the time. There was a loud roar, and Mocha clutched onto Wataru as she looked up to see a gigantic monster. The thing was a huge purple and gray dragon whose body was in the shape of a castle that was at least three or four stories tall. Its neck and head were connected in the middle of one side of the wide castle with its tail on the opposite, which had a small tower on its tip. Each of the dragon's short legs were at the out corners of the castle with golden manacles around each of its ankles and a length of chain connecting long enough to allow the great beast to walk on land without restraint. Huge purple bat-like wings protruded out the sides, allowing it to stay airborne on its nightly flight. The castle was very impressive, with four windows on each side that were as tall as the castle itself was. There was a guard tower at each corner, and between the ones in the front, just above the head, was a clock tower. The draconic castle landed before the two of them, crushing several trees under its immense weight. This was like nothing Mocha had ever seen. Wataru let go of Mocha and went towards the giant dragon. She followed him gingerly from behind, and then asked.
1: Sergio? Uh, uh,
2: what, Raccoon, what is this? Mocha-san, I told you I lived off campus and not in the dorms.
0: He informed her.
2: This is why. Welcome to my home. Castle Doran. This is where you live?
0: She gaped. A living castle. Just who was Wataru Kuranai,
1: really? Okay, I'm not going to lie. This was pretty good. That yeah, was pretty good. I'm going
0: to read this. This was based. It's fun. I Actually, no. I'm not going to read this until we watch Kiva. Then there won't be any spoilers. Yes. i got to keep this, this was in the back very... market,
1: though. Yeah, yeah. this... Well, I, I've, I've already bookmarked it. This is... Pro- I I I think this deserves another episode. At some this point. does oh, at yeah. some
0: point. We gotta we gotta pin this one.
1: I, I wasn't really feeling the slice of life stuff, but but then once the common writer stuff came out, I was like, yeah. And fi- finally, a good, a well written fight scene.
0: Yes, fucking For finally once. some good fights.
1: <laughs> oh, it's beautiful.
0: And this it even had an eyes wide in chapters, you know? and it's even got a freaking uh it's just so good it's so solid it started in 08 wait this started before rosario vampire ended
2: oh
0: oh wow damn okay
2: i miss i misread the date i saw the updated
1: one not the published yeah wow wow wow, he this i I don't know if it's on fanfiction.net but there's a in, uh a spin- an nsfw spit-off that he wrote for Rosario Takiva where Watsuru like bangs mocha or something like that
0: nice uh,
1: yeah I oh. uh I, I
0: oh I, 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 I go ahead go ahead
1: I oh. I I, I, t- I, t- I, t- I take back any negative comments I may have made about this man he's based
0: he is yeah, he dangerously is. based possibly incredibly astoundingly epic also uh just a quick aside because Sergio and I will find this fucking hilarious Sergio have you ever heard of the show Love Hina
1: no I know he's got a Love Hina crossover
0: yeah it crosses over with double
1: oh is that is is that is is that I I don't I don't I don't understand. It's a job.
0: slice of life harem harem anime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, Common Rider and Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, I see that. Oh my goodness, how based can one man be?
2: He has a few of those. I. It's think. one
0: point one million words. Oh my god holy shit this guy is a treasure trove
1: uh, i would like him to do a, a writer crossover with a series that i know of if that's too uh if that's if that if that is too hard to ask
0: uh this guy seems like he's got a intense taste for a uh, harem anime and manga so that probably will never happen
1: I I, I I see that he did uh, some Common Writer and Puella Madoka Magica fan fictions, but it doesn't look like uh, it's a it's a Gaim, and that would be kind of thematic since they're written by the same person. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's got a Disgaea yeah. fan fiction in here.
0: He does? Holy crap!
1: He's got he's got a lot of Teen Titans.
2: Yeah, he does. I
1: noticed that. Oh, nice Laharl and Flan.
0: I can see this man is of a is of a fine culture indeed. All right. Well, I'm about to starve to death. So I think I'm going to end the episode here. We don't have anything to say about Kiva. I think this I think is a solid it. recommendation. Mm-hmm. This seemed really cool.
1: Yes. Thumbs up for once. We can yeah. recommend something to the audience.
0: Thank God for good fights. All right. Oh, no closing comments, right? I'm not going to shut anybody off and fucking be an asshole.
1: Uh, Remember, looking doorknobs is illegal on other planets. That's true. Thank you for reminding us. (laughs) Goodbye.